It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention. The blessing of Easter is locating you wherever you are, blowing poverty out of this socket. Sicknesses and diseases will no longer be your portion. By the issue of his blood, you know that the Passover lamp is getting you to be safe. Why? Because the evil, the sickness, the angel of death will have no choice but to pass over in the name of Jesus. Anytime you lay a foundation with the word of God, miracles, signs, wonders will surely come. Hallelujah. We are going to deal with the defeat of sin, curse, and death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let us read Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14. I read, And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of the flesh, he has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. What does it mean? The very stipulation of penalties and curses God made in his word against man. Jesus' death by reason of his blood has blotted all of them out. Which was contrary to us. Which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So it was contrary to us means it stood in our way because of the penalties, because of the consequences of sin, because of cases that come out of sin. These things stood in our way. We could not prosper. We could not develop. We could not advance. We could not progress. But by reason of the death of Christ and by his blood, all these stumbling blocks have been removed out of the way. Amen. Go ahead. Having disarmed principalities and powers. Not only that. Now, this is a very serious thing passage of scripture. Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14. Not 15. Go ahead. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle. So verse 15 says not only the destruction of sin and the source of sin and as well as curses but also the principalities and powers the demonic agencies the fallen angels waiting to hold you accountable for the sin you have committed and then run you out of the will of God and then create a caricature a foolish image and then a destructive image about your life, those powers called principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world, they have been disgraced. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> 
They've been put to shame. Now what they do will not work. Why? Your faith in Jesus. When your faith is anchored in Jesus, their plottings, their schemes, their machinations, their evil devices, their conspiracies are all brought to nothing. This is the doing of Christ. So I have captioned to Today's word of exhortation, the defeat of sin, curse, and death. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's see something that will refresh your heart. I always ask myself this question, and I thank God I found the answer. Where did sin come from? Where did sin come from? We know that God is holy. God is righteous. God is light. In fact, when you read the book of 1 John chapter 1, the verse of 5, John the apostle is speaking. He says, and I have received this message from him, who? Christ. And this message I give to you. What is the message? That God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So in the kingdom of God, where did sin come from? Where did this curse and all the trouble, where did they come from? It is a very good question. And many answer it this way. It started with Adam bringing sin into this world. Let me tell you, before Adam came, sin existed. Hallelujah. And so where is this sin coming from? So God, being light, was aware of sin, was aware of curse, was aware of death was a way of confusion but chose not to participate in them hallelujah but in heaven one guy called lucifer experimented sin so he is the source of sin hallelujah okay bishop prove it to us first john chapter 3 the verse of 8 will tell us that he that sins is of the devil. That thing doesn't mean you sin, therefore you are a devil type. What God wants to say to you is every sin is traceable to the devil. Yes. Every sin is traceable to the devil. So the source of sin is who? Devil. devil. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want you to read that if you have opened it. And it will be so clear that whatever, whoever sins is of the devil. First John chapter 3, the verse of 8. And then the Bible will go further to talk about who is the originator of sin. Go ahead. He who sins is of the devil. He who sins is of who? The The devil. devil. You know what that means? It means sin is traceable to the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. Do you understand that? What it means is the originator of sin is who? The The devil. devil. Hallelujah. So God has no part in that. They existed, but God chose not to be part of it. Hallelujah. But Satan chose to be part of sin and initiated sin. So when he fell and was 
was cast out of the heavenly realms and he and one third of the angels of God were cast out from the domain of heaven. He now lay in wait. He made a plan to inject sin into the world God has created for Adam. So he entered into a very crafty beast. And the Bible said, now in the garden, there was no animal as crafty as the serpent. So the devil saw a crafty beast who he could use to inject sin into the human race and now took the form of a serpent and pet the serpent and pet on the tree and that is how come trouble began but before we get to this trouble let's see what God had said in Genesis chapter 2 15 to 17 so that we will know the law of God that was put in place which was broken by Adam under the instigation of a guy called Satan and then we will know the whole plan mm. so we can appreciate the redemptive plan of Jesus Christ mm. yeah. Genesis 2 15 to 17 then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it yes and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of ha- somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Of every tree, yes. including the tree of life. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Go ahead. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But there is a tree, Adam. It is called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That tree, I don't want you to eat that tree. I don't want you to eat the fruit of the tree. Tradition says it is an apple. Apple was not mentioned in the Bible. We know it's a fruit and we don't know what fruit it is. But we know fruits come out of trees. Yes. Go ahead. So you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Hear this. Adam, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. That is God and his word. When God speaks, it cannot be disannulled. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be neutralized. When God speaks, he has spoken. And that word must come to pass. Amen. From the day you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So by the word of God, by the commandment of God, Satan now has a bait. He now has a bait because you shall surely die. He's talking about two types of death. Separation from God spiritually and then dying as to the human body going into extinct. Hallelujah. Now that is a serious thing. And so Satan knew that if I can get Adam and Eve to break the law of God, definitely the word of God shall surely come to pass. And then they will suffer the consequences of their disobedience. So my duty now is to lie in wait and I know who to take first. Let me take the woman first because sometimes men are stubborn but women know how to work the deal through compromise. Yes. Oh. <laughs> My God. And so, 
Satan now comes to Eve. And in the chapter of 3 of Genesis, he now turns God's affirmation or command into interrogation or question. Has God said you should not eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Mm. And Eve said, yes, every tree, fruit, yes, but not that one. He said, let me show you something. That very fruit, the reason God doesn't want you to eat is that your eyes will open and you will become like God. And now Eve was getting convinced that who doesn't want to become like God? Who doesn't want enlightenment? Therefore, the, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes all set in as levels of temptation. And now Eve gave in, to cut a long story short, and gave some of the fruit to Adam. Oh, I can see Adam saying, well, if you eat it, then I too, we will eat it. I love you, Eve. Hallelujah. And when they ate, something happened, and God was having fellowship with them in the garden. So in the verse of 8 of Genesis chapter 3, Bible says, and the footsteps of God was were heard. Oh, hallelujah. So now it suggests to me that when things are put in place eventually, and we are with God in the new Jerusalem, we will be living together. Because that is how it was. And it was destroyed. But Jesus is coming to reconcile men with God. Now, this is how you must believe in that prophecy. In the cool of the day, God was taking steps and Adam and Eve were hiding. And then God said, Adam, where are you? Even today, I can hear the voice of God asking, Adam, where are you? Hallelujah. As people have now dodged the package of salvation and they are messing up their lives and have taken their lives into their own hands and their destinies into their own hands. God is still asking, where are you? you? They now sold fig leaves and put it on as a garment. Look at this. They replaced the glory of God with the works of leaves. Hallelujah. That is what religion does. Religion will make you neglect the glory of God and do a fix it. Let's fix it here. So they worship bulls, some worship cows, some worship a bosom, some are in some religion that Jesus Christ doesn't know anything about because he is the way, the truth, and the life. So religion tries to fix it, but relationship with God put glory on you. Mm. Adam, where are you? He said I was running because I was naked. How did you know that you were naked? Have you eaten of that fruit? Adam said, boy, it is the woman you gave me that gave me the fruit. Then God turned to Eve and said, Eve, what have you done? And Eve said, it was the serpent that deceived me. So sin has entered into the well and God has a problem on his hand right there. And I want Pastor Asante to read Genesis chapter 
three, and then we Verse calculate 14, 14 no, and is. read 14 downwards, and let's see the problem now God had to deal with. Oh, I feel the power of yes. God in this studio. I just know that God is up to something great. Today, somebody will be saved. Amen. Today, somebody will be restored. Amen. Today, somebody's faith will be built. Amen. We destroy the seed of sin, the seed of curse, and the seed of death. Amen. So the Lord God said to the serpent. So the Lord God said to the serpent. Because you have done this. Because you have done this. You are cursed more than all cattle. You are cursed. So hear me. Now I ask the question. How did sin enter the world? Now we found out that Satan is the source and originator of sin. Is that okay? Yes. But now I have another question. How did curse come into the world? I don't want you to say Satan again, oh, because he has finished his job. But the rest is the consequences and the penalty of sin. So ideally, I know you don't want to hear this. It was God that instituted and introduced curse into the world. Yes. And more than every beast of the field, on your belly you shall go. And you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. <clears throat> he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow oh my God. and your conception. <clears throat> In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Then to Adam he said, because you have heeded the voice because of your you wife. Because you have heeded the voice of your wife. And you have eaten from the tree of which and I commanded you. And you have eaten of the tree of which I commanded Say you. you shall not eat it. You shall not eat it. Cursed is the ground. Hey! So God is pronouncing curses because that is the state of man after disobedience. Mm. Are you here with me? Yes. So curse and death entered the world through sin. But sin was originated and initiated by Satan. But curse and death originated and was initiated by who? God. God. Hallelujah. So God, the greatest curse that can ever touch your life was originated or came from God. And now, why am I excited? I am excited because of what was read in Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14. Now, the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, which was contrary to you, which was opposed to you, which was fighting you through curse, through death, those handwriting, they've all been wiped away by the blood of Jesus. Sin is no longer held against you, mm. but you are a quick 
created and discharged mm. by the power of the blood. Mm. Oh my God, I feel like busting loose. I feel like busting loose. I feel like busting loose. No case with that generational or situational can affect your life. There are three types of cases. One is generational. The case that is descending down to reach out to you. Mm. And then there is a cast cause case, which is the case that has been cast upon you by somebody. Mm. And then there is an end case, a case you deserve. So it came against you. Mm. Are you here with me? Yeah. You, you yourself know that what you did brought those cases over your life. But I have good news for you. Yeah. Whether it is generational case, yeah. whether it is cast case, or whether it is end case, all of them are blown out of their socket. Yeah. Yeah. That is why life has been restored to you. What kind of life? This is what people don't understand. But if God has taken death away, why is it that we still die? We still die in the first death. But we will live forever after resurrection. Amen. So eternal life is granted you because that was God's intended life for you. The Zoe kind of life has been restored. That is your guarantee that when you finish with this life, you will live again in the next life. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. You have the power on the note of the shed blood to deny any curse, to reject any curse, to tell the devil, I am not ready for your generational curse. It will not happen to me. It won't happen to my children. It won't happen to my children's children. I refuse the curse of sickness. You are running through the family. I refuse and reject the curse of poverty. You are running through the family. On the note of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, this curse is unacceptable. Amen. It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention.